What's up, what's up? Hey guys, it's Stephanie here and Taylor and welcome to the second episode of In The Cut and thanks, shout out to everyone who like listened to the first episode and, and tuned in and, and let like, us know what was good. Yeah. And people <laughs> called me out for chewing gum. Yeah, my bad, my bad about that. You shouldn't have done that. I don't know why you did that, but you know, we're here. It's in the past. Yeah, whatever. Um... So our guests today are Isabel Kim and Amanda Amanda Silberling. Um, They're part of this really cool collective that just started on campus, um, dealing with a lot of issues of gender equality and sexuality identities. Um, They're part of the We Are Watching Feminist Art Collective. Cool. So how was your week, fam? Oh, my week, you know, it, it was all right. I uh, we went to a show together. That was really fun. Oh, the Mick Jenkins show. Yeah, dude, that was practically free. Three dollars yeah. with um, RSVP. Yeah, I think Red Bull hooked it up. Um, and I'd never been to that venue. What was it? The Fillmore. The Fillmore. At the um, yeah, definitely. Beautiful. I would go back to the Fillmore just a, to go back to that venue. It's such definitely. a cozy little space, like a little bar in the back. And then, like, the photo booth and... Had me feeling like I was not in Philly. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Chill. You stay, like... Stephanie can't handle it if anyone comes for her city. That's foul. That's Her really city foul. where things close at 10 Okay, p.m. okay. This is in New York City, like, bustling all hours of the night. Um, people have to go to sleep. Um, anyway, back to McJenkins. Oh, word So that was really cool. We like finessed our way up to the front and it was just really fun. We were like jumping around. That was like my first show I'd been to in like maybe a few months. Um, yeah, the last, actually the last, before that I was at the Roots Picnic and that was like a festival so it didn't really count. And it was much more intimate and um, engaging I thought. And Mick is a really good performer. Yeah, and it was also, like, I realized that most of the artists I really, really like are either women or, like, men that are not necessarily, like, artists that mostly men like. Um, I think mostly and men so like Mick Jenkins. Just, yeah, so Mick Jenkins is definitely a guy's guy, and it made me be like, really oh, smooth. it's been a minute since I've, like, been in this kind of, like, setting. A lot of baddies there yeah there were guys just like fanboying over him this one guy yeah he (laughs) was he was like mick like what are you doing after the show and it's like bro like just mick what are you doing later like chill just (laughs) enjoy the show fam (laughs) and he was in like the front row second row right next to us and we could all tell that he heard but he just did not respond um, Who's not trying to acknowledge um, at all. Yeah, but, I mean, and then afterwards, I told everyone that I actually have never listened to Mick before. Yeah, that was, like, dude, that wasn't cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I knew I was that just, it... like, under the assumption that we had, like, listened to The Waters, like, Waves, you know, his recent album. I mean, but I this know all proved people... to be false. It's like, you're trashed. <laughs> Lulled. I mean, whatever. You gotta be low if you know that it's like not the move to not listen to him. Hey, anyway, like, you could have been open with me. Like that's we're on a like friendship like that. Like, okay, whatever. 
Um, Anywho. Yeah. Um, oh, the other thing shows. that happened. Oh, well, I just want to shout out to when, like, really misogynistic lyrics are happening at the McJenkins show, and all these, like, men all around you are, like, screaming these lyrics, Yeah. and me and Steph were, like, making eye contact, like, this is really weird. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, you know, listening to music, you encounter that, that stuff a lot, um, and how I kind of grapple with it is I pretend like I am like saying the lyrics to men so it's like I get the power back I don't know it's really weird but you know I mean yeah definitely but it just like feels more strange when all these men all around you are like screaming these lyrics no for sure but um even like your favorite rappers it's like you have to acknowledge that these lyrics are really bad yeah Drake um Speaking of shows, there's another show coming up next Wednesday, right? Hey. Did you guys hear about that? Um, um, is it is it drawn? Is yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, and Princess Nokia and Rob Stone that I helped plan with uh, Olivia Nelson, Jonathan Morocco, and committee members on the Spectrum, which is a, a group within Spec as a whole like student planning and events committee. You know, just gotta plug you guys a little bit. Come through. Wednesday, October twenty sixth. Yeah, it shall be a also shout out time. to Princess Nokia because she, she's definitely like New York all the way, New York vibes. Yeah, I was really uh, pushing for her to come through because we need it. The culture needs it. Penn needs it. Definitely. Everyone needs it. Um, word. Something that I did a few days ago with my really good friend Matthew, he, he's a chancellor student, so he never visited the, um, the quad. And so we just went into the quad, walking around. You know, this week was beautiful, 80s, 80 degrees, 85 degrees. So we're in the little nipple area. I hate that <laughs> word. But we were in the nipple, and these two little freshmen were going into the door. And he's like, I really want to go in the quad. I'm like, why? What? Like, like inside the like dorm rooms, it was like, all right. Um, but you know, you have to ha- you have to have EV one key. So anyway, these freshmen are going in, and like a second before the do- door closes, like he gets the handle and opens it. Matthew gets it. So we go into the quad. We're like walking around, going through the halls, and then I was like, oh, let's go to my old dorm room, like in Fisher. But we were in Reapy, and I was like, I know it's all connected, but like I forgot how. So we like go up to the third floor. We're in this little library. This little um, white kid is in there. I'm like, oh, um, I'm just a little freshman. Like, help me. Like, I'm lost. Help. And he's like, oh, I'm a little freshman too, but like, I know where I am. Um, so he points me in the direction of Fisher. We go to Fisher. We go. You remember I told you I was. I lived in the basement. We go to the basement of Fisher 28. And then I see my dorm room. I'm like, let me just like me and Matthew are, are there. I'm like, let me just like knock on this door. We knock. This girl comes out, she's like, hi, like, what's up? I'm like, hey, like, I used to live here when I was a freshman, like, can I come in? She's like, yeah, sure, let me just put pants on. I'm like, okay, sure, like, I'm sorry for (laughs) interrupting you. So we go in, we're chitty-chatting, like, it's all good and well. Like, she's like, yeah, like, our hall, like, got best hall for, like, social, and all the doors are open all the time. Like, we really love each other. It's like, wow, that's not how it was when I was here, but... I'm happy that you're having this experience. So we're just like talking, talking, talking. Like it was actually like very random and just like really cool actually. Like the freshmen are lit. 
I mean, like, cool. Um, so, yeah, that was my little, you know, experience. Ooh, that's cool. I would be down to definitely check out our room or the, like, you little have to lounge finish area. Like, you know, it's a lot of, like, going through doors and stuff. You know, you don't have your EB1 key anymore. Oh, I definitely, like, memorized all the, like, weird paths in the quad as <laughs> a freshman running around. Okay, so this week we're gonna start a new segment called Tinder Talk, where oh, I am like a really, I'm a Tinder guru, whatever. What? And so <laughs> this segment is where I give people advice on how to upgrade their Tinder. So Taylor, your Tinder is whack, fam. Okay, <laughs> Stephanie really is like thinks that my Tinder isn't popping, but like I swear, Taylor, you have a you're photo. The only person you have who a photo. That. You can't even see your face. It's the okay, back. That's is one aesthetic. The, is that the aesthetic? Okay. Okay. This is one of the like points that I wanted to mention. There needs to be a photo on your Tinder that's like just giving you a feeling, giving you an aesthetic. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, you. <laughs> Taylor. It can't be. It Taylor can't be doing the, the most hosking. No. What are you talking about? People need to, like, understand the kinds okay. of environments that you inhabit and I don't stuff even like be that. on Tinder like that. I'm not on Tinder. Exactly. I, like, go when I am bored in between classes. Um, I have two photos and no bio, you know, keep it mysterious. Okay, that's, no. <laughs> People think that less is more on Tinder, which it is to a certain degree. Less is more but just, like, like, in life. You need to have, like, a you little witty to... joke in your bio, like, a little let's, something. Let's actually, let's bring up your Tinder and let's read it. Let's, let, what is, what's on your bio, Tay? Okay, I'm not going to read you my bio, but Why? I'll just Tinder tell you where it is. Why? <laughs> so, basically, it's just, like, a snapshot of, like, what I would be doing on, like, a given day. It's about, like, me chilling in the grass, like, writing an article, like, listening to like chance the rapper or something like that and like basically you know it's like it's not that funny it's like clearly like i'm trying to actually have a conversation is what that's saying and like if you're just trying to like chitty chat then just like say something funny and also i can't with people whose like first pictures are like really far away or like just not like your first picture that needs to be like 100 100 but yeah Definitely come up to me and I'll give you advice on your Tinder profile. So we are now sitting here with two members of the We Are Watching Feminist Art Collective on campus. You've probably heard of them or seen some of their work, um, starting with the flyers um, related to the Oz email, then also um, other pieces of artwork relating to like Trump's comments about women, and now they have these really bomb t-shirts out. So um, I'm here with Isabella Kim and Amanda Silberling, and they're just gonna, let's just have you guys introduce yourselves so then we can get to talking about what you're up to. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm a junior at Penn, and um, I'm from Florida, but I like Philly a lot better. Yay. Philly's great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this group just sort of started really organically, um, which I think is, like, one of the cool things about it. Like, we just sort of had, like, a Facebook chat that was, like, people were just, like, adding friends, and it was, like, 
just like a cool girls chat. And then um, a lot of people in the chat were getting the email that Oz sent to the freshman girls. And just like collectively, we were all like, let's do something about it. Like, why just sit back when we see this sort of thing happen on campus so many times? So then we did our whole, like, this is what rape culture looks like flyering initiative, and that just kind of blew up beyond anything we could have expected. And then so after that, we were like, well, we have all this momentum. We have people interested in the group, so let's become a group. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm Isabel. I'm also a junior studying English and fine arts, and I got involved um, when we were doing We Are Watching because um, Amanda actually messaged me, and I was like, Hell yes, let's let's protest what's happening because <laughs> hey, I would really not like to see that one guy become president. That would be bad. And so I've been doing a lot of designs. If you've seen one of those t-shirts around or like any of the stickers or post posters and stuff like that, I'm the one who did the design for those. But other people should also do design because it's not the Isabel Kim show here. Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> but the shirts are cool. Buy a shirt. <laughs> Can you describe the shirts a little bit and the designs? Okay. So and like how you like got those ideas. The idea behind those was kind of to do some sort of design that takes like takes back the gaze and kind of empowers women. And so the idea was basically so equating like ballot boxes and voting with the future of who gets to decide what for women and who women's bodies are controlled by. And the idea is that like by voting you can t take back control of your future. And that's really, I mean, it's one of the only ways in the in an election, quite frankly to change outcomes, like literally voting is what you have to do to change the outcome. Um, so yeah, and then the designs were also, when we were talking about what the designs were going to be, we spent a lot of time thinking about um, like intersectionality and inclusivity, and we wanted to make sure that we were making designs that were um, like inclusive without excluding anyone, if that makes any sense, because it's really easy to make a bunch of designs that also exclude like certain groups and we want to make sure we had like women who looked like multiracial and like who were like multiple identities and like could kind of include everyone and I'm, I'm repeating myself a lot but that's basically the idea mm -hmm. why did you guys think that art was like the best medium for this project and also was this group um were you originally thinking of it as an art collective or did that just come about because you guys are all like involved with making art um, well, originally with the first initiative with the um, this is what rape culture looks like flyers, um, like that just happened really spontaneously. So we weren't really thinking in terms of like us as a group. We were just thinking about like we want to keep the people on campus safe and make sure that people know they don't have to give in to a culture that demeans them. But then so after that happened, we did a lot of thinking and soul searching about um, what we wanted to do moving forward. And something we were thinking about was that there's a lot of really great groups on campus already and like resources like the Women's Center and like a lot of groups that do education about um, sexual assault prevention. And like, we didn't really wanna like step on anyone's toes because that's not fair to the groups that have been doing amazing work for so long. Mm -hmm. And like, we all like, have an interest in art, whether we're artists ourselves or just people who think art is important. And I think that social change can happen through art. And I think that art is a really good tool for 
like striking an emotional chord with people. Yeah, and I mean, on a more pragmatic level, like quite frankly, art grabs attention, installations grab attention. It's a great way to get people to like listen and start like look and listen and like start hearing your message. It's, I mean, and it's really empowering for the people doing it. So it's a win-win all around. Um, do you have to like get things approved by anyone at the university to like put something up on campus? That's, it honestly depends on where we put things. So far, we haven't needed it yet. Um, I guess technically, yes. I think we we have technically <laughs> violated some rules, and we're aware of that, and uh, Penn is aware of that, but... Um, they're not doing anything to stop you, though, right? I think it's just we have to be strategic, and, like, like we've been pushing the boundaries, but we have to do it in a strategic way. Like, for example, with um, our latest public art initiative, which was... Um, the like the eight, your body your ballot like the the eight the eight foot woman on college green yeah it's hard to miss yeah. yeah so with something like that if we like nailed it to a tree then Penn would take it down because we'd be damaging property but um, we attached it with twine to the tree so that there was no actual property damage also, don't hurt trees hurting trees is bad yeah um, <laughs> we do not condone hurting trees <laughs> also but no yeah I mean like the thing is college green is actually a public space so as long as we mm -hmm. don't actually damage any property or like start altering things mm -hmm. then we're kind of in the clear and they can't like really do anything about it and I mean obviously it looks pretty bad if Penn also starts like taking down like protests, protests yeah. yeah especially by students mm -hmm. I have another question you talked a little bit about making sure there aren't looks representative and inclusive, but how do you make sure the people who are part of the collective are um, from diverse backgrounds? So, I mean, basically what we've been working on under as like for our model of getting people in this is basically kind of if you want to join, you can join. Mm -hmm. So we're actually, this is something we've been thinking about a lot now because prior to this, we've had a lot of just like it's been growing organically, people who are interested, people who are friends of friends, et cetera. Right. But now we're kind of reaching out to like other groups and maybe, I don't know, do you want to speak more about um, who we're working with? Yeah, I mean, like we'd love to collaborate with like various different groups on campus, but um, like in terms of trying our hardest to like maintain like an inclusive, diverse group, um, I think like that can happen a lot just through like conversations with people because I know like a lot of people have doubts about us as a group because um, I think it's pretty common where like something is a trend for like a little bit and then it fades away and I think with the rape culture flyers people were like okay like this is cool but is it going to change anything mm. and I think um, the longer that we keep doing work and the longer that um, we keep expanding as a collective I think like it's becoming more of a possibility to like have conversations with people like hey like what do you think about what we're doing do you have any ideas like do you have any criticisms like we're because this is a really new thing and we're like every day we're um moving closer and closer to like getting a concrete group together but and yeah I mean like something we've also talked about is like we're here to like amplify minority voices we're not here to step over them or like speak for them mm -hmm. and basically if you I mean if you have like a criticism of us like that's that's awesome you should bring it to us and you should get involved and you should help us like change the group 
for the better. Mm -hmm. So what have been some of the criticisms you guys had in the past? With regards to the most recent one, we've gotten a lot of like, we've gotten criticism and praise in opposite measures, but in interest, so people have said both like, this is triggering, this is empowering. We've gotten, you're not being inclusive enough or, but we've also, or you, you're misrepresenting people, but we've also gotten, hey, I'm X, I'm part of X group slash minority and this is really empowering for me and it's great to see people like me being represented. So it's been, we've been getting like a lot more praise and criticism, but like definitely some criticism about how we're representing people, which is I think honestly great because this was kind of put together very, while we were, we, would, we were definitely thinking about these things, it's always better to be more aware. Mm -hmm. And I think um, like, Isabel did a good job of summing up like what happened with the most recent initiative. I think with um, the rape culture initiative, there was a lot of dialogue around campus about like, well, like are frats always bad? Like are frats like the reason why rape culture exists? And so with that, we were like navigating a lot of ways to have discussions about the fact that in a lot of cases, like like the culture of fraternities can be very dangerous, but we are trying to navigate how um, the way to fix those things is not by alienating people in fraternities or people in like all male groups. The way to fix things is by like reaching out to them and talking to them and explaining to them what they can do to make their spaces more inclusive. But, um, but yeah, there was a lot of like, not like backlash, but some concern about like launching like a witch hunt against against Greek life. But <laughs> that's not what we were trying to do. We're just, I think it's better to like communicate with people and talk to people. And like a lot of leaders in Greek life have reached out to us, which I think is incredible. And I'd encourage anyone who wants to reach out to us to do that. Mm -hmm. And also, so... Um, you guys have been getting like some attention from like pretty big media companies. Like, how has that been? What's been the story there? Um, it just sort of happened. We were not um, expecting it. Yeah, it's <laughs> been really, really strange. Um, like, I'll just like be in class and get like an email from BuzzFeed or something and be like, ha ha ha, I don't know what's <laughs> happening in my life, ha ha ha. But, um, like, I think, like, press is good because, like, at the end of the day, it's not about, like, it's not about us being, like, wow, we're so cool, we were in X publication. It's about, like, if we are in, like, insert publication here, then people can read about what we're doing and people can be, like, oh, wow, rape culture on college campuses is a problem. I should think about that. Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah, like, I mean, in some ways it kind of feels like we're becoming part of a national conversation around, like, rape culture and, like, fraternities, et cetera. And I think that's really cool. And I'm going to be honest, I kind of feel like a lot of the press we've gotten is partially because we're, like, an intersectional feminist art collective at an Ivy League campus because people are like, oh, that's interesting and weird. But it it's good. It's amplifying our voice as, like, honestly, like, the more press, the better. What are some plans for the future? Um, maybe shirts. like future art More projects shirts. that you're thinking about right now or something? We, we've been throwing around some ideas of doing something closer to the election because 
um, our last initiative was centered around it being the last day to register to vote in Pennsylvania, but then the next step after registering to vote is getting people to vote and getting Mm -hmm. people to vote in a way that protects women's bodies and just keeps very hateful people out of office. Mm-hmm. Careful, <laughs> careful wording. Yeah. Well, we all know who we're talking about mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we have shirts that Isabel designed with Trump's face being scratched by cats, but, it you know. the pussy grabs back. They're super cute, and it's amazing. How and much where, are is they? The, where does the money go towards? Um, so part of the money, a lot of the money is going to Women Organized Against Rape, and part of the money is going to printing more shirts because shirts cost money. So buy our shirts so we can make more shirts yeah. and give more money to charity. It's a good cycle. Yeah, none of the money that we're making is going towards, like, me fixing my phone screen that just broke. Like, mm-hmm. all of it is... <laughs> <laughs> like, all of it is going towards... Like, we want to donate to, like, various charities that we support. And then um, we're, like trying to like make sure we have a budget for like um, future art initiatives and as Isabel said printing more shirts mm. which <laughs> we that yeah they've been selling pretty wildly they're really really cool I just ordered one they oh can, awesome um, yeah. yeah and where can the people find you guys like what are your social media okay social media well so. okay so we're on Instagram as pen we are watching and we are on Twitter as we underscore are watching. And we are on, our website is penwearewatching.tumblr.com. Our online store where we're selling shirts and posters and stickers and various things is wearewatching.bigcartel.com. But if you are a Penn student, then don't pay the shipping. Just like, mm-hmm. just like message us and be like, I don't need shipping. I live like two blocks away from you. And we'll be like, that's valid. We will not ship to you because that'd be dumb. But (laughs) thanks so much for coming out. We really appreciated this conversation. Well, thank you guys for being here and participating in our second episode of In the Cut. You can catch us, um, catch our next episode next Thursday at 8 p.m. This was In The Cut, hosted by me, Stephanie Hodges, and Taylor Hosky. We were edited and produced by Joyce Varma. This podcast was brought to you by The Daily Pennsylvania. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode.